This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman and my co-host today, Bill Kaiser, hasn't been on in a little bit. You know, it has been a while, actually, Bill. You've been sitting around the globe. Well, I don't know if jet setting is the right word, but uh, maybe car car setting. Car you know, setting, yeah. Uh, we do like to get out and about, but thank you for having me today, Bill. It's great to be here on this uh, Independence Day weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting, and, and we're still, well, let's see. By the time, Father's Month was fantastic. Oh, you know, great. Because, you know, some people call it Father's Day. But I'd like to really give us a, I think we deserve a month. I, I, I like the thinking there. You know, I, I got, oh, I got great kids and a wonderful wife. And you know what they got me? They got me a, a brand new grill. Wow. I am a lucky, lucky guy. I got a lump of coal. Oh. No, I got a license plate frame that says I'd rather be driving my tractor. <laughs> I'm serious. So last week we had to run a replay because I was out of town. I was at a conference uh, for work and uh, it was a good time. Glad to be back though. My gosh, there's nothing like the big O. You know, and you know what? I was talking to some people on the plane um, and she was, it was on our leg from uh, Atlanta to Omaha and she was coming here. She was with her daughter and uh, she's like, where are you from? I said, Omaha. And she said, I said, where are you from? She said, Atlanta. She goes, I love Omaha. She goes, one of my clients, ConAgra, um, I guess they still do a lot of business here. One of my clients is there and I get to come to Omaha and I'm always so excited to come to Omaha and I never want to leave. She was talking about a new Gene Leahy Mall. She was talking about all the development down on the riverfront. You know, I, I'm, I'm totally biased to, to that. I mean, I'm, I'm a lifer from born and raised in Omaha. Love it here. Love visiting other places, but always love coming back. Right. And, and we're just coming off. I mean, I think uh, the College Wolf Series has been over the last, you know, 10 days or so. I think they they went to a, a third game. That you sure know, did. In, in, the, in the final. So. Jeez, and how about that second game? 24 runs? Unbelievable. What <laughs> jeez. Oh, Unbelievable. A little embarrassing, huh? <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but we're appreciative of all the visitors that came in Omaha for the College Wolf Series. We hope you had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fun stuff here, and uh, you know, I'll tell you too. We appreciate everybody that has called in and supported uh, Saving Grace Perishable Food Rescue. Yeah, got a lot of great comments on the show we ran six months ago or so, whenever it was uh, for Saving Grace, uh, talking about the upcoming dinner, and we had Beth Smith on, and that's the same show we ran last week. Fantastic. And, and okay. I was going to do my best to actually. I had all my equipment. I was going to do my best to put on a, a brand new. Uh, show, but a time just it, it, we just couldn't get the time down. Meetings nonstop. But regardless, we're here now. Um, you know, market's been jittery, but we're expecting that. 
uh, we still expect positive results. Uh, S&P 500, you know, there's only several companies within the S&P 500 that are really growing it. That's where the value is coming in right now. And it's just a handful, okay? Companies that got hard hit last year that are coming back. And so people think, well, geez, if it's only a handful of these companies actually doing well, you know, what's the deal? Is this a good place to be or a bad place to be? Well, we feel there's still really good value in the S&P 500 because those other 493 stocks in there are, are we believe, are value priced or, or a, a good portion of them. So we, we like to see that. Corporate earnings, profits are good. We're seeing good numbers on that. We know Jay Powell doesn't like to see that. He wants to see the markets crash or something. I don't know. But we do have inflation that came down to 4%. Heck, we were at 8 not too long ago. So there's nothing wrong with that. Is Powell talking about more uh, interest rate hikes? Sure, yeah. You know, and, and he, he, he wants to just rip the Band-Aid off. And he did the pause, or he called the skip. And we have new, new rules here. And, you know, he says that we could be entering a recession. At some point, we still could go into a recession. But textbook, like we've talked about so many times on the show, shows the recession as two negative quarters of GDP, right? And we did have that late last year. We had two negative quarters of GDP. But but we've bounced back since then. We've certainly bounced back since. And I think we have been in a recession. Will we go into another recession? So if they're not calling what we had a recession, um, I, I guess we need to go back to school, Bill. I need to take go back and re-enroll with Braden at Auburn and some finance classes because I guess they changed the definitions. Well, you, <laughs> we've been told for years, you know, what a recession is. And it's always supposed to be, you know, two consecutive you know, quarters of negative growth. And we've had that, you know, sh- certainly seems unusual to, 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 to change the definition, you know, now many years later, you know, after us all learning what it's supposed to be. So whatever fits the mold, right? I mean, right. I think that's the key. That's what they, you know, and I, and I don't know if it's scare tactic. I don't want to say it's scare tactic because I don't, I don't really necessarily believe that. Uh, but what we do know is we have election season coming up very shortly. Well, and really, quite frankly, we can call ourselves already in it. Let's face it. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of this is an attempt to change, you know, our thinking on things, you know, get us, get us molded in a certain way. Right. Whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, and interest rates have looked really good, you know, on the investing side, not on the buying side. So if you're buying a new car, a new house and you're financing it or a, or a commercial property, you're paying high interest rates, interest rates that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, so do we expect those to kind of level back out and actually head down? We do, um, which is a good thing. But again, we don't know. So we just play the cards that were dealt at, at any given time. And it's about the only thing that you can do, right? Be smart with what you're doing. You know, don't rack up a lot of debt, just common financial things. Right. Right. Um, you know, but as we see uh, things slow down a hair now, again, everybody, we're a little insulated here in Omaha. It's different. We don't see the real high highs and, and the low lows. We're, we're, we're kind of level out the peaks and valleys here um, for, for whatever reason. And in, in the Midwest, we're coastal. You're, they're really starting to see those drops already. We're starting to see drops in Phoenix, Scottsdale. We're yeah, starting I've, to see them in LA. I was just in Phoenix the other day, and uh, I told uh, you a jet set in Kaiser Airlines. Well, I I made it down, made it down for a friend's wedding, uh, his daughter's wedding, and uh, it, it's hot down there, Bill. But uh, but you're right. We we were we had an opportunity to look at some of 
some houses down there. We're just checking out the the housing market down there. And, uh, uh, it's just fun to, to see what, what is there. But, uh, but the anticipation there is that they're going to have more and more houses come online, you know, for sale. Yeah. Well, that, and, and you know what we call that bill here, an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So when markets go down or housing, housing struggles, we might not like it for our own portfolio, but we have to remember that there's always an opportunity to be had, right? And regardless of what the market scenario is, when housing prices were really high here in Omaha, they still, I would say they still are. I, I guess I don't, I don't know what high means, but there's, but things are still selling at full price. My wife's a realtor. We see it all the time. Um, but as we start to see things, when they do start to slow down again, again, it's that opportunity. But when markets are high, um, it's also an opportunity to maybe unload things at a profit and take advantage of long-term capital gains rates, which are still 15 and could be 20% depending on uh, how much in capital gains you have. But we're talking about getting up to 600,000 bucks in cap gains to hit that 20%. So if you can liquidate long-term gains at 15% and kind of re either reset your basis or reinvest, or maybe you hold on to dry powder and wait for something else better to come on, right? And not knowing, not not having a crystal ball, but we do know, like you said, in Phoenix or Florida, some of these markets, I mean, that, that have the houses went from a half a million dollars to a million dollars before a, you know, three bedroom, two bath cookie cutter home, right? In a normal neighborhood, you're like, well, is that really a million dollar house? Right. Maybe not. Right, right. Well, you know, I think even... In one place in particular, I mean, the the real estate agent was was uh, uh, I I think the the owner was advised to to drop the price of his house quite a bit, you know, to uh, you know just to kind of get it in line with with current prevailing conditions down there. So you're starting to see some some price reductions too, you know, with things. So there's opportunities to be had. That's kind right. of sometimes you got to wait. <laughs> for yeah, I mean, patience is a virtue is that what they say that's that's the adage they keep trying to tell me that i struggle <laughs> the struggle is real but i'm a late adopter too so i i do wait so i do have patience i don't jump on the very first thing that pops online as for a uh may you know if it's the cryptocurrencies that we've talked about or the new electric cars or different things like that i just I just wait to kind of see how things pan out before jumping into the fire. I'm always, always been a little bit more conservative like that. You know, I, I, we were, I was driving around with my son last night and we were looking, we were drive, going down the highway out to, towards Fremont. And my son was pointing out, you know, look at that car there. They took off all the logos, you know, of, of the car. And then I'm like, well, gee, that's weird. You know, why, why would they do that? Well, he said, well, it's a cleaner look. It's like, well, that, what, what, what car is that? Say so, well that that's a that's a Tesla, you know. There it's like well, that, that's it. Why wouldn't we want to know it's a Tesla? <laughs> right. Well, it's a, they call it shaving. They shave it. Shave it. Yeah, sh- shave. Okay. Yeah, shave. Is that, is that a thing? I, I didn't realize that that was something that you could do now, Mister Kaiser. I still have my logos on my GMC. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mine, mine too. Yeah, but they look sharp. A <laughs> little bit more custom look, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that we've been talking a lot about with clients, and and you brought it up earlier, Bill, is uh long-term care insurance um, and how to tie it in and maybe not so much on the traditional long-term care insurance side where you're buying that long-term care policy that the the rates can increase, you know, when they want to. And, you know, and, and it's, it's sometimes a lot of times to lose it or use it or, or, or excuse yeah. me, use it or lose it. Well, I, I think it's good just to kind of talk about, uh, you know, these, I, I guess it, it, 
there are end of life issues and and what what is you know and and what what is the the uh, the need here and it's it's really you know the whole concept of having you know having care for you as you are declining we'll just say right and um you know I, I was looking up some statistics, you know, on this the other day, Bill, about, uh, you know, how long does, do people on average stay in a, in a, an assisted living, you know, facility? It's 28 months actually. Yep. And, and I think on average, I think the cost, what do you think the cost here of an assisted living facility here in this area? 4,500. Right. So it's about four to $5,000 okay. here in, in Omaha. So you figure, you know, that's, if you're if you're in an assisted living facility, just an average one for 28 months, we'll say it's five grand. That's a good hundred and fifty thousand dollars, roughly. And that's just assisted living. That that's that means you have your full capacity. You have all your functions. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So so the point is is that you know obviously there's 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 money that has to be you know if you're going to have any extra type of care other than being outside of your house. You know, you and just and that's not even bringing into account home health care, having maybe a nurse come in, you know, and take and helping to take care of you. And there's there's costs for that as well. So so, the, the, you know, the the question that we we get dealt with is how do we pay for these things? And and obviously, you know, you know, people could, you know, if, for some people, they'll 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 consider, you know, self-funding that, you know, that's certainly an option. But, you know, one other, but the thing is, we don't know if we're going to be using that, though, you know, or needing to come up with that money. So, so what a lot of folks, you know, so we get asked about, well, what about a long-term care policy? Uh, and, and say, well, yeah, I mean, those, that's certainly an option and everything. And, and so what we've seen with, with long-term care plans over the last number of 20, 30 years or so is that you're, you've seen a consolidation in the market. And uh, the way those plans work is that they'll you pay a premium, you know, for it, and you know every month, and then it's supposed to help with those expenses that we just described, and um, and and for a lot of folks, they may be paying into these plans year after year, and and the insurance company often will will have to raise the premiums, you know, you know, just to help cover their costs, you know, as well. So, so one alternative. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, but you're exactly right. I think the key is how do you pay for that? Because we know that there's a really good chance that a mar- of a married couple, one of you is going into a, some type of assisted living or long-term care facility. Long-term care facility, meaning you cannot perform two out of six activities of daily living, going to the bathroom, dressing yourself, moving around, those type of things. And, and that's what we really need to cover um, self-insuring, like you said, is definitely a, a good idea for some people, but going to be more on the higher net worth side. Because at the end of the day, we don't know how long we're going to be in a home, right? And if you're paying eight to $10,000 or $12,000 a month to be in a long-term care facility, and we're talking about not assisted living, now we've jumped up to long-term care you can really start to go through assets pretty quick. Well, I just told you what the, we were talking about what the average expense is here. And that's right now, here and now. And, and that number, you know, in 10 years, 20 years, obviously it's going to go up. And uh, I think I was visiting with, with a good friend here the other day and, 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 um, you know, he indicated that, boy, I, I, I think I'd rather, uh, you know, if I'm going to go into an assisted living facility, I'd rather go into a nice one. 
you know, as well. So I, he's, he's not looking at the average. He's looking at something that's, that's nicer. So it's going to cost more, you know, as well. So, um, you know, there are some pretty creative other solutions other than some of the long-term care plans that are out there. A lot of folks are using life insurance contracts, you know, where you could take a, um, you know, an accelerated, you know, benefit, you know, from your survivor benefit, and you could use that for long-term care, you know, plans as well. So let's dive into that a little bit. You have a a life insurance benefit, which is typically you buy life insurance. Most people buy it for a death benefit. When you die, there's a certain amount of money that's going to pass on to your beneficiaries to pay expenses, to leave a legacy, to do whatever, right? Right. And you said accelerated benefits. And so while you are living, these contracts that have an accelerated benefit, while you are living, you can actually pull from the, from the face value or what they call the death benefit while you are living to pay for those long-term care and assisted living expenses. You know, now all these, all these companies, uh, I shouldn't say all, but most of them now offer those type of plans. And sometimes they're worded a little different. Sometimes it's a little bit more rigid where it's only long-term care. Sometimes it's long-term care, home health care, assisted living. Uh, term, we had a, a, a client not too long ago have a terminal illness. He did pass away, but the doctor said he was going to be terminal, meaning you're going to pass in within the next 12 months. He did outlive that by a, at least a year, but we accelerated the death benefit of his life insurance policy. And so he could do things for his kids and grandkids while he's living. He got to see it, right? Which is really exciting for someone. Yeah especially in that type of situation. So accelerating your death benefit or using that, that death benefit while you are living to help pay for long-term care expenses is I I think is something that's very instrumental and you don't end up in a situation where it's a use it or lose it like a traditional long-term care policy, because let's just say you'd never go into long-term care, never go into the assisted living, you die and you have a million dollar death benefit, guess what? Your kids or wife gets the, or husband gets the million dollar death benefit. Well, and, and to put it more plainly, I mean, we really don't know how we're going to pass and we don't know what that process is going to be. I mean, it could be certainly be sudden. It could be over. It could, it could be drawn out. It could be, a, as we all know, it could be a wide variety of ways. The good Lord so, only knows that bill. Absolutely. When we're going to get called up. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've been around the insurance business for a long time, about 30 years or so when I was, Back in the day, I was I was selling life insurance contracts and uh, a lot of fun. Um, they didn't have that that benefit, right. you know, at that time that accelerated benefit. So, you know, if you if so, as you're listening to this, as, as you're thinking about your own particular situation, and you look at your life insurance contracts. There's no guarantee, you know, that that you might have that benefit on your policy as well. And we we'd be happy to look at that. Well, a lot of people like to leave a legacy too. Right. And maybe it's not about paying off debt because they don't have any or whatever, but they want to leave a tax free benefit or it's a higher net worth estate. And we need to do some real enhanced planning or estate planning to make sure that you have enough in place to pay the tax bill down the road. Right. Because, you know, right now we have we have Washington's in gridlock. We know that. Right. 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 And. And clearly there's very little that can get done when Washington's in, in gridlock. If Washington stays in gridlock, then we're going to see 2000, January of 2026 come around and we're going to revert to the old tax law plus some cost of living adjustment. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means instead of having a $26 million uh, federal estate tax exemption on death, you're going to go back down to like a $13 million. 
Now, we're, that's a lot of money, right? And we know that, right? But I can tell you we're working on a $12 billion estate right now that's probably more like $15 million, really, once we actually have the real value of the assets. And so if this was a situation in, in, in two years from now or so, or two and a half years from now, there'd be an estate tax bill. Or maybe you're also thinking about, um, it, it, this is kind of interesting. I know a gentleman that lives out in Minnesota and he recently uh, relocated his primary address to Arizona. And it, the, one of the big reasons behind that was uh, is Minnesota has a 16% inheritance tax on anything over 3 million bucks. Oh, goodness. Now, this guy's worth a substantial amount of money over the $3 million. So 16% right off the bat, plus federal estate taxes of 40%. We've seen as high as 55%. Plus plus income taxes on any tax deferred. I mean, what if they get rid of capital gains stepped up basis? What's what's that mean? It means, let's say you bought your home, right, for $100,000. You die and it's worth two hundred. When you inherit that home bill your new basis will be 200. So you don't have to pay any tax on the difference between the 100 and the 200. It's called stepped up basis on death. They're trying to get rid of that. So there's all kinds of reasons that we can use life insurance for a tax-free benefit to to make sure that we're covering our bases, um, you know, in, in the, in the afterlife, I guess you say. Right, right. Right. Well, I've seen situations where folks will, they'll, they'll gift, they'll gift the life insurance contract while they're living, you know, to their children you know, for the purposes of, uh, and, and, you know, helping to, helping to pay estate taxes, you know, yep. down the road, you know, as well. So, yep. so all I mean, kinds anyway. of uses. I mean, it really can be the, the Swiss army knife. I think it's a good way of putting it, Bill. Right. Um, so there's certain people that use it for tax-free income. It's one of the things you want to be a little bit careful of. You want to make sure guarantees are set in and, and you know exactly how things are read. We're more of, we like the accelerated benefits. We like the death benefit aspect. We like, we're, Kaiser and I are a little old school here, okay? Again, we're late adopters and just kind of do it conservatively. So we like things like the, the way they're meant to be. And we firmly believe that life insurance was meant to be for indeed a death benefit. Right on, right yeah. on. So. so, you know, as we start to wrap up the show, again, Bill mentioned uh, definitely happy 4th of July weekend, Independence Day. Uh, when man became independent from the woman, uh, kidding. I, I don't I, think that's what what uh, that wasn't what, what the that what the celebratory it. event is. That wasn't, <laughs> you know. And all you wonderful gentlemen out there that uh, hope you had a, just an absolute fantastic Father's Day month last month. I think it was just tremendous. And if you wish, I'll give you the permission to go ahead and extend that another month. Just let your significant other know. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And because we know we give our lovely wives a whole year and they deserve it well, way more than <laughs> oh, we that's, do. That's for sure. Well, Bill, we're out of time. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks everybody Thank for you. listening. And uh, with that, we will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful Independence Day weekend. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.